Taylor and Haley. good morning. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Taylor, tell us how did your eating disorder start? I have always been someone who has had no problem with how I look, what mm. my body image, anything like that. I've always been really confident, outgoing, really bubbly. Um, and then last year I started running with my brother. Yeah. And I my intention was just to be healthy. I wanted to try something new. And then my brother moved out and I kept running um, started to see the number go down on the scale and I just kind of assumed something was working. I think, um, you know, my intention was not to get sick, um, but it just took over my whole life, like everything. Um, and then I just started struggling with my food and things like that. I just, I was, there was like a different part of my brain. And Mum Haley, w- when was the moment that you knew this was actually a serious problem? Look, this is the biggest mum guilt that I've got. It wasn't until... I don't know. It's, um, she she came out of the bathroom one day um, and I happened to see her with less clothes on than I normally would and I just remember looking at her and going, oh, my God, like, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, she had started to be tired. Her lips looked blue sometimes. So her dad and I had started to say something's not quite yeah. right mm. here, but we still didn't realise to the degree that it was. Yes. She still ate a healthy dinner with us every night. Mm. So we didn't see her not eating. Right. She was making her own breakfast and lunch. So that's where the restriction came in. When we did identify, okay, we feel like there's something wrong, um, we openly said to Taylor, look, I think we need to go and see the GP. Mm. Um, you've obviously, we knew that she'd lost some weight, mm. um, but when we got to the GP and she was weighed and her blood pressure and heart rate were taken and her blood pressure was dangerously low, as was her heart rate. Uh, that was the moment when we were like, okay, this is mm. something really bad. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I also remember going with James into um, Flinders Medical Centre and it was a bit of a whirlwind when Taylor was diagnosed and she almost got hospitalised and we had to go to this information session um, with a whole lot of other families sort of sitting in a room still in complete shock of, oh, God, we need to be doing stuff like right now. What do we need to do? How do we deal with this? Um, and the gentleman that was running the session saying, you would actually be better off if your child had leukaemia because the survival rate is higher than yeah. for somebody with an eating disorder. Wow. That moment was just I can't even describe how that felt. I walked out of that session mm. going, oh, my God, my child has gone from thriving mm. to barely surviving mm. under my own roof. Um, yeah, so that was a pivotal moment for me, just going the seriousness of this is, mm. yeah, mm. full on. Haley, as a mum, I can't even imagine how you handle seeing your little girl go through that. It must be incredibly painful. Taylor, you've been through such a huge recovery program I'm so proud of you that you've come out the other side. But tell me, what's your relationship now with food? Um, I think it's much better than it was, you know, during the worst, like, time of my Mm. life, I think. Mm. But, you know, it's very not understood that people still struggle. This is not just physical, it's mental. And I struggle every single day with food and exercise. It's still one of the hugest things that's on my mind Mm. Um, and being vulnerable and being able to speak about it's really important. Um, I told my class at school, my year 11 health class yesterday for the first time what I'd gone through and that was the first time that I kind of said in front of everyone, 
you know, that I have had experience with anorexia and that I'm still going through it. Like I've still got that eating disorder mindset inside Mm. of me and I think it'll always be there. Tally, you're now an author. What inspired you to write this incredible children's book called Why Don't I Have That? Well, I actually decided to write the book for my Year 11 research project this year. Um, And I originally wanted to do my research project based around eating disorders as my main topic. And then after I kind of thought about it, I realised that comparison culture was kind of the most contributing factor to my eating disorder. Mm. Um, Not the cause, but just something that was really difficult for me to handle and something that just fueled my eating disorder and, you know, what came with that. Taylor, what role did social media play in your eating disorder? Um, so, yeah, I don't have any um, social media. I actually deleted all of it three months ago after kind of deciding that was the best thing to do for me. But during my eating disorder, my life revolved around social media. That's where the comparison culture is. Um, you know, social media, it's this platform where we're constantly posting, looking at other people and we're comparing our reality to other people's ideals. So it's really difficult to be Mm. happy. Taylor, you're 16 years old and you've written a book. Not many 16-year-olds can say that. And this book I've read, I've read it to my... You've read it to my daughter. She absolutely loved it. She absolutely loves you. Keeps asking about when she gets to (laughs) read with you next. The book's called Why Don't I Have That? Explain what it's you know about briefly for you, for well, people that haven't read it. Yes, so the whole point of the book is to be able to support young people in reducing the negative impacts of comparison culture as they grow. Mm. So to me, early intervention is absolutely vital. It's so important, especially now that we have social media is becoming a bigger thing. You know, society is pushing these values on us that we don't need. So the book is about a young fairy wren named May. It's all Australian birds and she compares herself to all the other birds around her and then by the end of the book she sees her own reflection in the lake and realises how beautiful she is and Mm. has the ability to accept herself. And so, yeah, it's just the journey of her. It's just a way of portraying a story that's happened to me and that's happened to plenty of other people that I've talked to and that... You know, we know this is an issue. There's been so many conversations. You guys have had conversations about it. It's a huge issue. It's opening up conversations in a really, like, humane way that we can do in kindies and schools. So I just want to get the book out there so we Mm. can help young people because I think it's so important. There's one thing you're forgetting to tell us, Taylor. What are you doing with the money that's coming in from it? It's going to all the profits are going to break through. Yeah. so just, yeah, we're raising money for this amazing cause, you know. This is research. That's where it starts, education, research. So, yeah, I think how much have we raised now? $2,000 wow. for Breakthrough wow. for the ride. So everything's right. going back to Breakthrough. Do you know $2,000 so far, and you're going to raise a lot more from this mm. book, that would fund eight people to do mental health first aid training. So that would be eight more people in our community able to help people that could be struggling like you know you and I have been absolutely yeah it's pretty incredible fantastic and you and mum are getting on the bikes to do our Mm. big bike ride for breakthrough yes Yes. (laughs) Yes, we are indeed Uh, that is fantastic so good Um, Hayley and Taylor thank you so much Um, Hayley you must be so proud of your daughter I know it's such a, a horrific thing to watch your daughter go through but to see her now and speak like this and inspire so so many of us God you must be beaming because I'm so proud of her. (laughs) Mm. Look, we are so very fortunate to see Taylor come out the other side. I am Mm. 
absolutely so proud of her. It's absolutely remarkable to be able to share vulnerability at the age of 16 oh. mm. um, and want to use something that's happened that's so horrific um, to do some good and to see this book bring so much positivity has mm. been completely inspiring. So, yes, I am very proud. Ah, uh, here, here. Mm. Absolutely, guys. So great to have you in here. Now, where can we get the book, Eric? You can get the book. Uh, you can go there. as an Etsy page. There's a Facebook page and Instagram. Why don't I have that? Make sure you look it up. It is a fantastic book. Everybody needs to read this. All the proceeds going to help us train mental health first aiders to put them out in the community to be able to help all of us. Erin Phillips and Soda in the Morning. Adelaide's number one breakfast show. Mix 102.3.